here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Welcome back to another Highlight Reel. Good of you guys to be here again today and uh, we've got another superstar. Um, I don't know if you caught Oliver Sean last week on the beginning, the very first one out of the gate for our Highlight Reel uh, series that we're doing. You know, it's the end of the year. Um, a lot of people shut down over the Christmas and Thanksgiving holiday season, like especially in the music business, people just kind of disappear. And um, we wanted to keep it going. You know, let's keep this party going. So anyway, I hope you caught Oliver. But I want to tell you about this wonderful Floridian artist down in the St. Petersburg area. Her name is Ivy Alex. She's a Berkeley graduate and a very strong singer-songwriter. And we are featuring Ivy today on the uh, Dharmic Evolution. And listen, if you guys are digging this show, please subscribe to the show. Go to dharmicevolution.com and you could subscribe on any of your favorite platforms. They're all, the buttons are right there on the homepage. So if you like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Pandora, whatever you like, um, you can just do it from there. So today we're going to talk about Berkeley um, and we're going to really get into the weeds deep on songwriting, which it was such a delight for me to uh, to speak to Ivy because um, she's a real serious songwriter and I really... Um, appreciate the work ethic and the professionalism and how she approaches her music. Um, very eclectic and very thought-provoking and just really, you're going to be blown away if you haven't heard this episode, so I'm delighted to rerun it um, with her songs and her sound. And you know, another thing occurred to me that as I'm going through the list, uh, and I've literally had hundreds of interviews now and delightfully met so many people around the world um, who are just incredible artists and have I've had the pleasure of having, having them on the show. And there's a commonality that I noticed that the ones who, you know, do it well, they do everything well. You know, I have this form that many of you know you have to fill out to come on this show. I don't do MP3s. I don't do things on the cheap. I don't do things with, from a phone. It's like, look, we're doing an infomercial here, so you're getting the best of the best. That's why I ask for wave files. I ask you to check out your internet connection. I do everything under the sun to make this like something that you can keep forever and use as a marketing tool. And I've, I had one guy on a couple of years ago and he's running around the house with his laptop and he's in the dark and he's going, I think the light's better in here and no preparation. You know, the form was wrong. Everything was wrong, wrong, wrong. So it, it occurs to me that the people like Oliver last week and, and like Ivy today, you know, show up with gear, with headphones, with microphone, on time. All their uh, stuff is together from the music to the first, you know, the first meeting on whether it's the internet or phone call or however we did it. Um, they just do everything well. So that's just, you know, food for thought for, for some of you younger artists who are out there. You know, your game has to be together. 
Like, and that includes everything. Getting back to people, and I hate to say it, but musicians are the worst. And and you guys know that. Um, not all of them. The good ones are really good. But as far as having their act together, you know, being responsible to getting back to people. So um, all of these things are so critically important because you're probably, if you're treating people that way, you're probably treating your music that way. And, and that, that's just not cool. So anyway, off of my soapbox, um, I hope you pay close attention to this if you are a musician, um, to this young lady who we're gonna who we're gonna feature now because uh, talk about having it all together. I mean, really, really working it and putting her music together. Um, and I'm not saying you have to go to Berkeley. I would highly advise it. I wish I had gone. I did not. Um, any enhancement you can do for your music, man, just do it because uh, it it will serve you. And Ivy will show you that in this interview. So. Without any further ramblings, I would like to present this interview to you right now. So here she is, Ivy Alex. Enjoy. Ivy Alex, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you. It's really great to have you here. And, um, you know, it's so amazing. This is the first time ever that I've interviewed anybody and we had the exact same microphone. So um, you have impeccable taste, I must say. Thank you. <laughs> so I'd agree cool. with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really awesome. So um, how you're in Florida still, right? Or are you traveling around? Mm-hmm. I'm still in Florida. Yes. And Up how is our things? The wind blows me elsewhere. Uh huh. So you got a little bit of a nomad going on there, huh? A little bit of a yeah, yeah. that wanderlust spirit. You know, yeah. I I like to travel. Yeah, it's something about the musical spirit that um that we're we're kind of drawn to that. I think you know, it's just I uh, can't stay in one place too long. No. Not at all. So I that, gotta move around. I get antsy. You know, if I'm in a place for more than three months, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So I'm really um, becoming such a fan of your music. I really love what you do. And thank uh, you, James. I appreciate that yeah, a lot. It, it's thank just, you. It's just so cool. You've got like um, you've got this unique original style, which I I'm so drawn to. Like when somebody is so different. I mean, that's very, very attractive to me musically. I just love to hear somebody who's going out and doing something completely different than anyone else. Thank you. And not only that, but your melodies and your approach on the piano is just awesome. So um, what you. made you, like you, you're a Berkeley um, student. You went to Berkeley, right? Yes. Yeah. So that had to have had some impact on, on your talent and your ability. Um, can you give us... Um, you know, uh, what was it about Berkeley that contributed to your music as it sits now? Hmm. Um, well, I, I really feel like Berkeley gave me so much information, um, a little too much too quick. And then it took me, (laughs) it took me about two years after school to develop my own sound. And I had, studied all types of music. I had studied jazz, rock, classical, the likes, you know, reggae, funk, you know, everything. And um, when I got out of Berkeley, having learned, you know, so much theory and so many different ways of writing, like we studied 
we start studied everyone from the Beatles to Stevie Wonder to Steely Dan. Like, you know, we are, we studied the greats. And I think that, um, that definitely molded the way I write, you know, I've, li I've listened to so much music. Um, I definitely pick things out of different genres that I like and incorporate them into my own sound. But I didn't, I didn't really get my own sound until two years after Berkeley when I could actually utilize all that information. So it took some time, but um, uh, a, a lot of jazz influence Berkeley had on me for sure. I hear that in your riffs. It's like you'll be, you'll be floating on something and then all of a sudden you'll come in with these accents. And it's yeah. like, it, it throws me into, that's like sort of jazz or, you know, I won't say fusion, but almost like traditional jazz. You throw it in and it- Yeah, uh, syncopated. I like yeah. I like to syncopate stuff because I learned that at, at a really early age when I was like eight, <laughs> I learned how to syncopate like jazz. And um, I just love that. I love, you know, being kind of off and, you know, blending rhythms and um, just blending things. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really awesome that you did that. And, and for you to have you. Um, that well of, you know, uh, musical influence to draw from, and then I find that, like, um, just really incredible that, you, you know, all the artists you just described, you. and then you picked this. It's like, yeah. it's like awesome, you know, like, wow, how did you do that? That's really pretty cool. I, don't, I really don't know because... <laughs> I've been I've been writing since I was 10 from what I remember I've been writing since I was 10 and it was kind of like ballad rock when I was young right that's the kind of stuff I was writing and then um a lot of stuff in four and then after Berkeley it was a lot of um like five four six eight you know rhythms and um, and just exploring different feelings. But, you know, I think that comes with growing up. Yeah. Like you go through experiences and then you you feel differently in that experience and then you draw upon that to create. You know, you you know what I'm talking about. Isn't that great though <laughs> when you're shaken out of your four four comfort zone and you say, like just I just wrote a yeah. song in six eight and you know, where did that come from? Or, you know, like you said, you just you experiment with different timings and it brings um just such a delightful different, you know, sonic landscape. You know, which Thank you. Just, yeah, it's very, very cool. Let's not Thank keep you. everybody in suspense too long. So we're going to play Lust. Here we go. Out. And you 
Wow, lust indeed. So um, this is just 
is very, very, very cool. And uh, I just love this song. And especially at 2.44, the heavens open and these angels come out of the sky, <laughs> like completely out of the blue. And it's like, where did that come from? And uh, it made me actually, this first time I heard it, sit up straight and turn around. I went back to my audio gear and t- cranked it up, you know. And uh, Wow, thank you. Yeah, really beautiful. You have like incredible background vocals. I mean, your, your voice is is wonderful in itself but the backgrounds are like wow they just sound amazing yeah i have a lot of fun doing harmonies and stacking harmonies it's so much fun for me like that's the funnest part about you know recording a song so but i really liked i liked the idea of this song being very naked and vulnerable because it is and um i didn't want to I, i always have to have like that that climax or that rise in the song that in the song that makes you oh whoa like that's the moment you know and i had to throw harmonies in there i just had to yeah <laughs> but you know what what i also really like um ivy is when when you came to like almost to the end there was another um part of the song where i almost said i'm expecting that to come back in and you didn't put it in there and I thought that was really clever and cool too, mm-hmm. because it's a one-time yeah. appearance of it, and it makes you it makes you focus more on the dramatics of the song, uh, yeah. especially maybe in another life you'll love me too. So tell us about the subject yeah. matter of this song. This is a great song. Well, I, I did want to touch on it. We we had like that when we recorded that those harmonies. It was so beautiful, and we placed them in the song a couple times and and we listened to it front to back and we're like, no, it's too much. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes you have to like record it and try it out and then ultimately decide that your first decision was right. You know, I think that's like a producer's joke, you know, after 20 takes, Oh, just this last one, 21 last one. And then they use take two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, it was, it was fun recording that the subject of the song is very, um, uh vulnerable and um I, I i feel like it's been a theme throughout my life with you know relationships that i've been in and um i think you know it's a, it's a very like sad ballad to me you know other people may feel it differently but it's kind of it's sad so i was in a heartbroken place and um, but at the end of my songs, I like to I like to be hopeful. Yes. So, um, you know, maybe in another life you'll love me, too. So it's OK if you don't love me the way I want you to love me this life. We got next life, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I picked up um, on all of that. Yeah. And then I, ha- I actually had a uh, hats made with that saying maybe in another life dot dot oh. because I think that can be taken, you know, either way. Um, but yeah, I I was I was in a very vulnerable place, and you know, I liked that um, kind of like French ballad type, you know, six eight or three four that it's in. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's sweet. It's a sweet song because I think people can relate to that, um, especially especially women. I feel. Yeah. 
No, I, not I, to I felt fly it. Fly the femme flag, but <laughs> right. I no, but I could feel the heartbreak in there. You know, it was definitely. And then, like yeah. you said at the end, that was really cool because yeah, there's a the light of hope comes in at the end. It's like oh, you know what? I'm really I'm really okay with this. I'm really cool with this, and everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. You yeah. are. Um, you're also quite the writer. You've got a big catalog of songs, and um, I understand that this is like your year to like really get out there and show the world um, your catalog yeah. and all the hard work that you've put in. And it's it's pretty, it's blatantly obvious to me, like the the amount of effort, um, because I, I know what it takes to to write, you know, lots of songs and and to get them to where they sound um, the way you're presenting them. That just doesn't roll right off it, it takes it takes rewrites and yeah. you know and just like sweating over a certain passage like you said with different tempos and different like where does it where, where does it fit in and and sometimes as a singer I'm sure you share this too you'll go back to something you've written a long time ago and you'll just change a key out of and all of a sudden your voice is in a different place I where did this. this come from oh my god I do that yeah I do that <laughs> and it's so healthy isn't it yeah, because it's like yeah, all of a sudden your range. Vibe. Yeah, your range is like stronger or something, you know. And yeah, it's like I'm able to do more things with this song now, you know. That's so strange that you said that. I've I've been writing and, um, like I I wrote for a long time in flats, uh, G flat, uh, B flat. Uh, those two songs are in flat keys. Right. Um, but um, water waterfalls and lust. Um, but for a while I was writing in E. And I had just recently found out, I think it was through a podcast or a TED talk, that um, when when somebody associates, uh, I, th I think it's um, a type of he a hearing loss of some sort or, uh, or color loss, they, they see um, yellow when E resonates. Like the frequency that it resonates is, is yellow, is the color yellow. Right. It's like the same energy i don't know yeah but um it's just interesting to think about that like now i think about wow why was i was i feeling that yellow like and what does that mean you know what is yeah. i don't know it's just something i've thought about writing in e like a specific key um somebody might interpret it as yellow isn't that wild yeah that is that it's funny how the brain you know, assesses their different things and those frequencies, whether they're coming through, you know, audio canal or visual, something's yeah. happening to make you appreciate that, you know, like, you know, going back to a different key, like where do these, and it's such a, um, it's like the nuances and, and the finiteness of it all is, is so subtle. But then mm -hmm. when you get there, you go, yeah, it's subtle, yet look what I'm able to do with these notes now. Like I wasn't yeah. able to shape them in the same way that I was doing it in A major. And I'm down, you know, in, in B flat or B or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think that's cool because it just shows how like, you know, I'm not I'm not a school musician, but just through time, I've, I've always been, I've had this innate ability to write songs, but... It's like you just never know enough. It's like you learn something new every yeah. single day. And every time you step up and perform a song, you know, something new comes along. Absolutely. Which isn't Absolutely. that great? <laughs> but it's that it's way. It's great because it keeps you growing, you know. Like I wouldn't want to write in one type of genre for the rest of my life. In fact, I'm I'm releasing this uh, an EP soon. 
and I'm already working on a mixtape afterwards of beats. Like I'm just going to put out beats that I've been working on that are just fun, totally different. They're like hip hop. They're all over the place. And I, and it's going to be like all instrumentals, but it, you know, it's fun. Like weaving in and out of genres. Yeah. What's the, what's the title of the EP you're going to put out? Um, the EP I'm going to put out is called Fool for Love. Fool for Love. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have a title track for that? Or, well, waterfalls is the title. Oh, the it title is. Track, okay, so, well, we're gonna yeah. get to that one. That's another beauty. So yeah. why don't we do um, the dark side now? I'm gonna play this one for you, folks. You're really gonna like this. Da-da-da-da 
Ivy, that was beautiful. Beautiful song. I, I mean, it didn't feel dark at all to me. Oh, thank you. It was that was crazy good. So wow, give, give us a story on the dark side. Oh, I was just thinking about the guy that the song was written about today. Oh, were you really? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so this song is a little bit of a... Um, I wrote this song right before I broke up. I ended things with a with an ex of mine. And um, it was something that just, it, it just came to me. I just started playing it and it helped me move on with my life because it sometimes I don't fully acknowledge my heart's feelings until I'm at the piano and I'm, I'm speaking the truth of how I really feel or right. singing it. Yeah. Um, so this was obviously the truth of how I felt uh -huh. about our relationship. You know, it had just kind of come to hanging out and, um, you know, just not anything productive or, um, it just, it just, it wasn't healthy. And this song helped me realize the, my true feelings and allowed me to move on. And at the end of the song, um, it's kind of paying homage or homage to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's called The Dark Side. And yeah. I mentioned the moon. So, yeah, it was my little like homage to Pink Floyd. But um, yeah, it just, it helped me move on writing this song, which, which is the truth of it, really. Sometimes we, um, we feel this allegiance to um, like in a relationship. I think like it's it's kind of um, it's not true, but we almost feel compelled to stay in it um, out of some sense of duty rather than this is really mm. good for either me or him or both of us or, or neither of us. Yeah. And it, it's like, yeah. all right, I have to uh, it's almost like, well, I'm, I'm working a job now. And I, I don't mean it like that, but it's kind of like you just keep showing up. And you know it's not right, and it's it's going nowhere, and it's it, you know yeah. in your heart that it's not good for you, and it's going to end. And I think it's just all it's very uncomfortable for us to to try to to deal with it. And then I, you know, yeah, I've heard somebody um, interpret the song like um, everybody has a dark side. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't even think about that really i mean i sing about that for a second but that's not the basis of the song to me but that was how somebody had interpreted it and how it's relatable because everybody has a dark side so you know it's it's really cool to see how you know people interpret the song um but yeah it is light it's not it's not dark it's very hopeful kind yeah. of you know yeah you know, when you're in your, your writing world, um, what's the best um, process or part of that for you? And I'll just give you an example. For me, it's always like when I finish a song, I feel like I just wrote my first song. And, I, and this, is, this is literally hundreds or maybe thousands of songs later. And I just, that feeling never goes away. For you, what yeah. is it for you like when you... When you're in that process of, of working and you've got a song and you're, you're excited about it, What's that feeling or the best feeling for you when you're in that world? What is it like for you? Mm, well, I will say I've just been hyped about these loops. 
Okay. The loops are awesome because right. it's very freeing. It's a different instrument kind of, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, these are the beats you were talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, I've yeah. been making beats with these right. loops and plugins. And um, that right now for me is so exhilarating because I'm not doing it for money. I'm not doing it for anything. Like it's just totally free. And um, when I blend those those um, tracks together, like that, I just feel like it's the best music in the world that I'm creating. And it's just... You know, it just makes me so elated. And that's why I do this. <laughs> you know, it must be you know? um it must be kind of a nice break for you too, because um being where you can get away from for me it's guitar, for you it's piano, but you're kind mm -hmm. of that's your instrument, you know? And yeah. and this way you can look at your voice as the instrument or, you know, metaphorically the voice of the song. Like what is the voice of this song? And and I'm I'm not yeah. chained to a guitar on this one or a piano. I'm I'm kind of letting my mind and my creativity like run a little wild without being tethered yes. to something. Isn't that it cool? Is, it is so much fun. Yeah. I understand why people suggest that like writing on a on a different instrument. In fact, I think my first song was written on guitar. Uh-huh. And I suck at guitar. I can play three <laughs> chords. So my first song was like just me messing around on an instrument I didn't know. Yeah. And it's just so wonderful how far you can go with that you know right. compared to something that you know so well and you're like oh well i usually go here and this is my muscle memory and yes. it's natural for me to go to this chord right you know it's it's liberating so that's been very fun and um free yeah like yeah. you said that's what um somebody put out a Facebook post and I think it was a young kid who was trying to learn to play the guitar and he said he started talking about bar chords. Oh, they're so hard. Should I be doing this? And I wrote something uh -huh. like, um, no, use open string chords. Yeah. Uh, it's more freeing and creative. And then uh, and of course I wrote underneath it, but if 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 you're a neophyte, if you're new to this, you need to learn bar chords because it's really part of it. But I use a lot of alternate tuning because I like going into a space where I don't know anything. I have to figure out mm. all these chords all over. So everything's fresh and new. And it's like, wow, th this sounds so cool. So to your yeah. point, to get away from the box, the norm, um, is always yeah. healthy for a writer, I think, more so than anything else. Yeah, James, you, know? you should try it. You should try the loops. Yeah, no, it, it's on my list because I've had I've had people on with um are doing a lot of EDM, and yeah. I find that really really attractive. And um, I you know I could I could probably end up in the same zone that you're at and and just be uh, yeah, digging it and loving course. it. You know, maybe just play lead guitar to it or something. You I'm know? gonna I'm <laughs> gonna send you some links. Oh, I'd love to see it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Hey, tell me, so tell me, what do you like to do um, when you're not working relentlessly on your music? Do you like <laughs> nature? Do you like to work out? Do you like to go bowling? <laughs> do you like to play cards? <laughs> oh, Cigar funny. bar. I like to make music when I'm not making music. Do I you, will say. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I've been lately. I have been in this little hub right here, just pumping things out. But um, I like to. This is this is gonna be a little. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna bring this up. I like to go to a kava bar called Bula Cafe, okay. which is here in St. Pete, and it's uh, kava spelled K-A-V-A. I used to work there when I was really young, at this kava bar, and um, 
it's just a place where people get together and they drink this kava, which mellows you out. And I'm right. a very um, rambunctious person anyway. I got a lot of fire, so <laughs> it's really good for me um, instead of coffee. And um, it's very communal. So I really like, you know, I get really pumped up when I'm working on my music and um, that can be a little bit of an ego trip sometimes, even though it's fun. Uh, so I like to chill out and go to the Kava bar and, you know, listen to somebody's crazy story about what they did yesterday, you know. That's, that's so, great. Does that, yeah. I bet that fuels your songwriting, right? Um, in some it's, ways? it's a break. It's definitely yeah. a break. Um, but I really, I really love getting inspired by people like Abraham Hicks and Tony Robbins and Oprah, you know, like I'm always, I feel like I'm always learning and journaling my thoughts down. I write five pages a day. Um, and I do lots of walking. I have, I have two dogs that I take care of. So lots of walking. Um, but yeah, I just I just got back yesterday from the springs because I live in Florida and it's really easy to just hop in the car and go to a spring. So what, that what do you was mean beautiful. a spring? Like like a natural spring or a like Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's there's springs all throughout Florida that stay um in the low seventies year round. Yeah. While it's ninety plus degrees outside and humid. So it's Amazing. It's wow, amazing. I'm gonna have to check that out next time I'm down. Um, I, I, yes, I love that idea. Of course, that's yeah. really awesome. You know, when when I'm um, one thing I learned a long time ago from a songwriter conference I went to, uh, one of the featured speakers he eavesdrops, and I started doing it years ago. And and I always keep my you know my little black books with me everywhere I go. And I'll go like you went to have the kava, and I'll just sit there and I'll listen to conversations, and it's incredible yeah. how. You know, being well, I'm like sort of a, a rock storyteller type of guy, and the, but the things people come up with, and they don't know what they just said in a flood of conversation, you'll pick out some really cool phrase that somebody kind of just came right. out with. So I'm always yeah. jotting this stuff down and like, you know, gluing things together from all parts of the country or wherever I am, and just That's saying. Cool. When I'm stuck with something, I'll go back and go, oh, yeah, this was a really, or I'll get a song title out of it or anything, something like that, yeah. you know? Yeah, but, uh, that's cool. Wherever it comes from, the inspiration, like, for instance, I don't like, mm. I like, I'm pretty eclectic for my listening taste, but mm -hmm. when I'm chilling, I listen to fingerstyle guitarist instrumentals. That's my favorite thing. I won't listen to anything else. Yeah. And I'll just pick up something, you know, from that. So I think we got to play Waterfalls now. What do you think? <gasps> This oh, is this is so it. cool. You piano <laughs> lovers, wait till you check this out. Here we go. Please come back to me. Oh, oh, oh. 
This is amazing. And uh, I love the cover art on the front of Waterfalls. That photograph with you with the hat and the glasses. Thank you. Very (laughs) cool. It's almost like you're a different person. You look completely, Mm -hmm. um, you look like, um, you look like the hot librarian. Mm, (laughs) You you you. have this, this studious. That's what I was going for. Yeah, you went, you have this intellectual look about you, you know, but you're, but you're dressed, you know, very, you know, like cool fashion, you know, and the backdrop's amazing too. Um, Thank you. Was that done in Florida? That was taken in uh, Cozumel, Mexico. Oh, I've been there, um, yeah. At a place, oh, I forget the name of the beach, but um, yeah, a couple of my friends who I had met on the cruise ship when I worked there. Um, they decided, uh, to take me up on doing a shoot and yeah, I, I think there's something, um, captivating about like the vision, like I'm looking forward, um, to the future, you know? Yeah. And, um, those glasses, I just love those glasses because 
They are, they do, they do make you feel more intellectual. Like putting, putting glasses on does give you a different persona. Putting a hat on gives you a different persona. Yeah. You know, there's, there's different ways that people can, um, bring about certain qualities of themselves by the props that they, that they wear. Yeah. So, um, I, I liked the magic of the hat. The hat was like, it's like there's magic in there. And, and then what am I seeing through those glasses? Like, what is my perspective? And um, even from yeah. the side, you look like you have a really intense look on your face. Like you're, yes. like you're, like you're investigating. You, you have a very subjective glow about you. Like, what, mm. what is this that I'm looking into? You know, is it? Yes, <laughs> because you know you can't trust nobody. I you know, can't trust nobody. It's almost like I'd hate to go up against her in a board meeting right now because she looks like she's ready to kill. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because the song. You know, I wrote that song, Please Come Back to Me. And I was hoping that this man would because we were in a relationship and he like slowly ghosted me. And when the when that picture was taken, I was still falling for him, but I was still I had questions and reservations. I was like, there's some red flags. And um, yeah, intuitively I knew. So I think that reads right. You, you got yeah. it. <laughs> Tell us about the piano playing on that one. That was really so beautiful. It, it captivates the title perfectly, like the way Thank you approach you. the piano, and that was amazing. Yeah, it didn't take many uh, many takes to get the piano for this song. I was I was hopped up up on a bit of coffee, so I was like, do 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 do. <laughs> Just came back from a couple of cavas, um, but I recorded it on. Uh, a C C four. It was a baby grand Yamaha, and um, I just, I just, I love a real piano. Yeah, you know, I recording on a real piano, you capture all of the emotion that my fingers can do. You know, right. So um, it had to be on a Yamaha because it had to be bright, and it had to be uh, a real piano. It just had to be. So. Um, yeah, and plus I wrote the song on a real piano. I think that's the key. I wrote the song on a baby grand black Yamaha piano, which I played every night. So right. Um, yeah, I had to record it like that. Do you find when you're traveling, piano is a hard thing? Is it a hard thing for you to find? Like play? Like do you have a like a process of? I'm a piano player and I'm going places because I've been thinking about like, I mean, yeah. I can write on a piano, but I want to like learn it, like really, really start playing. But um, it's, a, you know, it's like I haven't figured out like the process of where do I go to find a piano when I'm like traveling, Ooh, you know, yes. you go to churches, where this do you is, go? <laughs> this is scary. Thing? Like, you yeah. know, I, back in the day, that was not the case. You would find a piano in every bar. Yeah. Just every bar, even if they, you know what I mean? Like, right. Pianos were like a piece of furniture and you were allowed to play them, unlike the airports where they're literally just for show and like, what's the point? You know? Yes. Um, Even so, the hotels don't have them anymore like they used to. They just don't. You know? And it's, it's disappointing as a pianist. And um, I think that if you are a pianist, you should charge more money to perform because it's not as portable as a guitar. Yes. And I know that you guys have your amps and all that, but we have 
our instrument is so big. And like, I think about organ players and, you know, people who are like bringing a Rhodes and at Worley around, like it's, it's really difficult to move these things. I I bought my car for my keyboard. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, if I, if I asked to play a gig, like I played a gig in, um, uh, LA at hotel cafe and I emailed them. I said, Hey, I'm flying there. Do you guys have a keyboard uh, with eight weighted 88 keys? Because that's what I play. Right. And they said, oh, no, we have a lightly weighted 76. And so I had to go out of my way, find a friend through the Berkeley community, thank God, who said, oh, I'll, br- I'll just bring one over, you know, if you can get me in the show for free. Like, I'll bring mine. Never met him before. Yeah. Awesome. So, like, there's positives to, you know, asking for help. But I get to the gig, and sure enough, it is an 88-key weighted keyboard. And, right. you know, the miscommunication made me have to bring somebody out who had an 88-key key. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. it's like, it's it's difficult. It's very difficult. It is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know how you, yeah. you do it. I mean, there, there are so many challenges to being out um, as a pianist. If you anybody know. wants to sponsor me, you know, hit yeah. me up. There you go, Yamaha. Are you listening? You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you heard her play, <laughs> so you can you can get some value out of this one. <laughs> yeah, I ha- I've actually thought of um, contacting them because I think it's uh, I think should, that would be should, good. You should. We'll get them, we'll get them to listen to this podcast and check out Waterfalls. Hey, are you by any chance using the Bose earbuds like I am? I think we are using the same. We're using the same headphones. equipment, Ivy. What is going on here? It's like yeah, we, it's we, the well. We have good taste. I we think know. we do impeccable taste. Yes, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you have these headphones too? No, I don't have Technica? those. Uh, oh, okay. Yes, I do. Not in white though. I have two pairs. Get out. Yeah, I do. I've been buying them for years. Yeah. See? Yeah. You got to get a Yamaha montage next. I know. (laughs) There's nothing like good sound. I still have a DX7, but I I access all of the logic sounds, you know, which are many, 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 you know, sounds in there with that. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, equipment's great. When you you invest in something good, it stays with you for a long time. Hey, I also wanted to mention your Instagram logo is very, very cool. It has a... um, Almost like a cartoon character. What is that on there? It's really cool. A friend of mine worked for Cartoon Network, actually. He was a sketch artist. And I met him at an open mic in LA. Uh-huh. He's a mandolin player. And so he was he was up on stage with his buddy, Sean. I was brand new to LA. Uh, this, this local, you know, weekly open mic was a church for us musicians to get together and right. um his name is ben uh caro i think um i will leave his information with you he is fantastic and i hit him up because he had done a couple flyers for me for free yeah and captured my attitude and my huge keyboard like yeah. you know that was way bigger than me he he really ca- captured like the truth my truth yeah and i asked him to to do a logo for me. So I'm getting those printed on shirts this week, actually. Ben Carroll, what a job, Ben. Awesome, awesome. You I know, will let him know. Yeah, as soon as I know. saw that, I said that is, and and this goes back to, I just want to mention um, mm-hmm. that watching what you're doing in addition to your music, you're paying a lot of attention uh, of attention to branding. 
um, which which I really picked up on because it's something I've been studying for a, a few years now. Um, oh. And and you're really doing the right thing. The way you're you're when you see Ivy Alex, you you pick up on there's a quality and there's a consistency that that's flowing through your brand. And uh, it's a real yeah. hard thing to do, right? You know, I mean, I stumbled and, and still, like, I don't have it totally together. I'm, I'm far better than I, I was a few years ago. But it's a, it's a long, winding road to... It's to, always to, changing. Yeah. It's always it's, changing. It's like, who yeah. is the quintessential, authentic person who is behind this music? And you're always trying to put that out there in a positive way to say... Am I am I putting out the right content of, of what my image is and, and is yeah. this value? But that's what I picked up on uh, what you're doing is um, seems to have a consistency and a and a quality to it, which uh, I think is very Thank attractive. You. So yeah, keep it going. Yeah, whatever you're doing. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, quality is quality over quantity because I had I had a lot of songs up on my SoundCloud. Right. for a while yeah and um i took them all down because i wasn't i was like no i can't i this can't i can't show this to the world yet yeah it's not ready right so good for you it's important you know yeah. no it's it's most of the uh the branding expert people will say just what you said just put out you don't need to put out a million things you need to put out two or three good things and have them like really shine, you know. And it's people, so true. You, know, you have to be proud of your work. I yeah. mean, you're gonna you're gonna fall sometimes in life, but you know you should be proud of uh, as, as you worked as hard as you could on this thing that you want to share to the world. You right. know. Yeah, and nobody gets that but another artist. <laughs> like people don't people right. have no idea how hard it is and how hard you have to work. And I'm doing this vocal for the 15th or 20th, or in my oh case, my the God. 50th time, but oh, I'm going to get this yeah, right. More you know? like 50th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, absolutely. So, tell me, um, you know, we could stay on for another hour, but we got to wrap up. But tell me about like going forward. Um, and and ev incidentally, I want to inspire everybody to go to YouTube and check out Waterfalls on Ivy's channel. Just Thank type you. in Ivy Alex at YouTube and you can check out her videos. They're really special. And Waterfalls is pretty amazing. Um, so what are you looking forward to, Ivy, like the rest of the year? You, you're rolling out this catalog. You're working on... I think you're working on licensing. You're working on everything. So yeah, so, of course. So, so yeah. give us, give us first of all your ambitions for the rest of the year, and then also where can people come and visit you and support you and purchase your music? Um. Well, <laughs> you can support me by coming to a show if you live in Florida. Okay. Um. Right now, I'm local. Just, in the St. Pete's just area. Right now. Um. Yeah, I'm working on. Uh, music licensing at the moment, which is another avenue for artists and singer-songwriters to um, work on having a steady, somewhat stream of revenue while they're booking themselves and giving lessons and, you know, what we all do. So right. um, I think that's really important considering how much music I have, but I am slowly releasing EPs to the public, um, starting with the 25th of this month. Congratulations. Thank you. It's Expect 10 days to away or something. Uh, see our my EP Full for Love and I will be 
you know, giving little bits here and there. So check the Instagram, check Facebook, all that. It's Ivy Alex Music. That's my handle for basically everything. Okay. And um, and yeah, I'm really excited. After that, I'm probably gonna put out this mixtape of beats. Um, I'm also working with a producer um, who I met online, but is in town, weirdly enough, in Tampa for a week. He graduated from FSU, but he's down in Tampa. So we're gonna work together and I'm gonna be a feature on his uh, newest single coming out. His name is Laguna, Laguna Music. But um, so yeah, there's gonna be a lot of different types of songs that I'm putting out. So stay tuned. I can't wait. I, I Like I said, I am a fan now. I love what you're doing. And um, I'm so happy you came on the Dharmic Evolution to share. Yeah, your thank stories. you, James. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that. I enjoy your music. And, uh, and you're just a wonderful person on top of that. So uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And all the all of God's blessing go with you, oh. Ivy Alex. Thank you. Thank you, James. Lust the dark side and waterfalls it's the new ep fool for love make sure you check it out and support ivy alex we talked about so many cool things we both showed up with the same blue baby bottle microphone we both showed up with the same headsets the bose earbuds we talked about music licensing the cartoon network ben carroll mixtape of beats Abraham Hicks five pages a day and don't forget the Bula Cafe it all happened here on the Dharmic Evolution not to forget at 244 and lost the angelic voices that came out of heaven thanks so much for being here today and don't forget if you're an artist and you have not yet gone over to the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page please check it out I put it there for you to uh, shine, shine amongst the world. Artists all over the world post their content on there. If you've got a new song, a new video, a new photo shoot, a new story to tell, anything at all, put it up there. Or if you're an author, speaker, or a thought leader, you thought leader, you have a new book perhaps, put that on there. We want to support you. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. <laughs>